everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaning In and Speaking Out. I'm Michelle Lamb, and I am here today with Lindsay McLaughlin. We're doing a special episode for the Status of Women Review Committee, which we're both a part of. And uh, we're doing this to honor women who are researching equity issues related to gender or gender marginalized people. And I'm really excited to hear about the article you just had that came out and hear about your research. And um, Lindsay is an assistant professor. She is a co-chair in business administration, and that's in the Faculty of Arts here at Brandon University. And yeah, I think we'll just jump right in. Anything you want to add at the very beginning? <laughs> no, it sounds good. Let's just dive right in. Sounds good. So tell me about your project. So the project that I have been working on, it's wrapped up now, but that I've been working on for the last number of years was a research study to take a look at what impacts COVID had on women and caregivers in accounting academia mm -hmm. in terms of their teaching, research, and other aspects of their life. So the goal was to figure out how they were being impacted and then a byproduct of the research and the findings was all of the suggestions that these accounting academics had that these are the different ways that they could be helped. Mm -hmm. And so the project started, recruitment started in 2021. And so by the end of summer of 2021, I had all the data in. So the contributors wrote a 750 to 1,000 word essay Wow. kind of answering these questions okay and so it was a big ask yeah. of participants <laughs> and they turned out it was slow at, at the start and then it started to snowball so that was what the project was based on that's interesting it's interesting that they took you up in a good way right because you could be like oh i'm researching like how covid has piled more burdens on the shoulders of caregivers now write an essay, right? it's like another thing, but it's good that they took that up and felt like it could make a difference for them. And some noted that to be the case, that they declined okay. to participate because it was, too it was much, so yeah. overwhelming or somebody had partially written it up and then they're hospitalized and they can't participate anymore. And so they the contributions came in various stages of doneness. Yes. Some were point form and four, 500 words. And then some, I think the longest one was about a 2,500 word detailed explanation as to here has everything that has happened to me. And um, so I had a wonderful research assistant, but yeah, between the two of us getting those formatted so they look consistent <laughs> and, you know, were of reasonable length. Yeah. Wow. And so this was people across Canada or yes. just Manitoba? Or, yeah. Okay. No, so it was accounting academics across Canada. Mm -hmm. The goal was to have representation from every province, but mm -hmm. we were shy of a few provinces. But uh, yeah, we ha had a very diverse group mm -hmm. in terms of contributors and what their experiences were. So what were some of the outcomes or the findings? Did people make certain recommendations? Like you said, you had like ideas of how they wanted to be supported by their institutions and that kind of thing? That was, that's the number one way that universally people felt they could be helped in all areas, the mm -hmm. research, teaching, et cetera, was feeling supported. Mm -hmm. And so whether that support is coming from their individual institution, from the accounting academy, 
their departments, their chairs, their deans, etc. They just needed more support all around. And some of the times that support literally just looked like reaching out and commenting on, we see that this is difficult and is there any way we can help? Or we recognize that things might not be going as smoothly, but it's going as smoothly as it can in these challenging times, but all the way through to asking for dedicated IT support and support from publishers and et cetera. So yeah. Jives with my own experience too. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I, absolutely. As a fellow female, <laughs> yes, it was, that was some of the basis for this project. I was inspired by, there was a research study done right in the summer of 2020 when we were in the mm -hmm. crux of COVID yeah. that looked at accounting educators around the world mm -hmm. and what their experiences were. And generally at that time, accounting educators said, it's not too bad. We put our research on hold. We're focusing on getting the teaching mm -hmm. aspect online and it's okay. But then a year later, that was not the sense, right? We're now a year and a half in. We're starting to feel panic because our research has stopped or slowed. We're worried about will we, and I'm saying we as a collective yeah. group of yeah. accounting <laughs> academics across Canada, but will we still be working? Will we have a contract? Will our tenure, promotion, et cetera, be approved because of what's happened in the last couple of years? It was a totally different feeling at the end of the summer of 2021 than the prior year. Yeah, that makes sense. And just the vibe of, this is my non-academic word, right? But <laughs> yes. like the vibe of COVID as it went through in the beginning, it was like just one day at a time and figure out how to mm -hmm. move online or whatever. And then realizing that there were some things that had been dropped along the way and not being able to pick them up again, right? Like maybe the research or things like that, that people were, had to push to the side at the beginning because it was such an emergency situation. And then yeah trying to figure out how to bring it all back plus the extra caregiving or the things that they were doing I can relate <laughs> from a personal level did did you feel or did you did this come maybe we can take this out if it's too personal I don't know but did you feel like this was coming from a personal place for you as a researcher in the beginning of COVID was this I know you have kids and you're a woman did it was it coming from a personal connection a absolutely that's probably why I was so drawn to that first study, right? Yeah. To see what is everybody else's experiences. And then certainly, just to step back, my career path that has led me into academia was I worked for a, 10 years in public practice and am designated as a CPA and previously as a CA. And so I have a slightly non-traditional path into academia. So research and traditional research is not something that I had done much of at all. Mm -hmm. And so the CAAA, which is the Canadian Accounting Academic um, Association, ha partnered with Deloitte, the accounting firm, to have this one-time grant to have researchers look at equity-seeking groups and how this was impacting them. And finishing that long article about how everybody had been impacted in 2020 and then sitting there a year in and my kids are at home, my spouse and myself are at home and all the challenges and I'm thinking I'm the perfect person <laughs> to look exactly. at this yeah. from a practical standpoint but without a lot of research experience so I certainly appreciate the opportunity 
that this grant gave me to look at this. But absolutely, when the contributions were coming in and I'm reading this, certain things stand out that, oh, this is my experience and this this sounds like me. Or on the flip side, some things came out that I didn't relate to. In terms of the participants, it was a really diverse group and one person had the best year of their life. Wow. They had almost like a, a flipped traditional setting where their spouse was at home with their children and they could just research and work and they love this. They hope to never have to go back <laughs> in person to the classrooms. It was it was not my experience at all, but it was a real ray of light to read that. <laughs> it's good to hear some of those. Sometimes. That someone was having a yeah. great year. Yeah. But then other people, if they were new to Canada and working in accounting academia, some of their challenges were not so much that they had time pressures because their family weren't even here in Canada, but it's lonely, right? And it's how do you get to know people on campus in your institution when you're just at home in your apartment? Mm -hmm. There was a real diverse group that responded. So lots of comments I could relate to and those that I couldn't, I certainly can appreciate. Mm -hmm. Do you want to give us a couple examples of things that stood out to you that you could relate to or just things you heard often in the research? Oh, certainly. Things that I could relate to were the number of academics who had their kids at home and so they're balancing the kids' online school with their online teaching and potentially a spouse's online work. And there was one researcher who said, I don't have more than five to seven minutes at a time that's uninterrupted, right? Somebody needs help logging in or they need, they can't find their papers or all these, or they just, they need a snack, all these things that yeah. happened. And so I could certainly relate to that. And a lot of those, that group of academics flipped to working at night, right? Once kids had been put to bed, then they had some quiet time because certainly, again, everybody's trying to get their research back on track. I think the phrase was that's a high cognitive level skill. I can't be interrupted, right? I need to do that at night. And somebody else had said, normally, lots of us are used to working extra time. A lot of us came through the public practice into academia route. And so we're used to overtime and extra demands on our time. But usually when you have that, you're accomplishing something extra. It's not just to get the same status quo if that, done. So that that kind of echoed through a lot of that group's submissions. That makes a lot of sense. And I could have written that thing <laughs> about five to seven minute interruptions. Yes. I, what was that phrase you used about cognitive? The research is a high cognitive level skill cognitive. and not something that this particular researcher who coined that phrase could do in the hours where the children were awake. Mm -hmm. Some were single parents, some had children with special needs, some were caring for parents, mm -hmm. all these sorts of things. That had to be left until 7, 8, 10, 11 at night kind of thing when for a lot of us, <laughs> that's a challenging time to focus. Yeah, that, that's a, like where my cognitive level declines after <laughs> 9 p.m. maybe. Usually. Yeah. Be yeah. the time. I'm not a coffee drinker. That'd be the time to start yeah, drinking right? coffee. <laughs> There's a second research project for you, the correlation of coffee and COVID and childcare. Perhaps. Maybe there's something interesting. So I'm just going to read the Women's History Month theme for 2023. Sure. So 
The theme is called Through Her Lens, Celebrating the Diversity of Women, and it emphasizes the importance of recognizing the achievements and contributions of women from diverse backgrounds. It focuses on the unique perspectives, experiences, and challenges faced by Indigenous women from 2SLGBTQIA communities and newcomer racialized and migrant women. Your research very clearly intersects with that really well, I think. But I wondered if you could talk a little bit about any particular connections through the research and how that fits with this year's theme. Certainly. And in terms of some of the questions that were asked, there was not demographic questions on Indigenous and certain communities. There were just, there was information that just came out in people's contributions and then it, it, assuming that it didn't identify them clearly and they were comfortable with it, they would it would be left in. But things like, I'm an immigrant, I've been here for X number of years, my family's not here, those sorts of stories came out in the contributions, but they were not, besides being identifying as female and or caregiver, there weren't questions in the demographic section leading into these areas. But I know it has been a question that's come up at conferences when I presented this and something that people would like to see and have discussed in terms of intersectionality. The, the next project, again, kind of spun out of this one that seems to have a lot of demand for the answers is of all the suggestions that were made by all these accounting academics, again, remembering this is back in middle of 2021, now here we are two, by the time this all gets done, three years later, what has been received by accounting academics? Did they get more support, dedicated IT support and staff and all these sorts of things? So that is the yeah, next was, research project. That's what I was going to ask what's coming next so you're gonna is it gonna be a follow-up with the same people or just another round of open invitation surveys so it'll be a, a survey that's open to all Canadian accounting academics yeah. and we'll see what has been received what did they wish for is there more things that could be helped and so whether or not you identify as female and or caregiver mm -hmm. you could still recognize at your institution that you got some of these things, some of them may not be helpful to you, maybe they're helpful to others, et cetera. So it will be open to everybody. Do you have a sense of, and this might be outside the scope of your research, but do you have a sense of whether the kinds of supports that were needed were specific to women or caregivers or whether institutions had the response, if we're gonna give to one group, we have to give to all groups, and so we're gonna put these supports in across the board. Do you have a sense of whether there were targeted supports or not? Targeted supports asked for or received? Both. Both. There was certainly like one that comes to mind is one contributor said it would be really helpful if institutions laid out resources. So if you were new to the city and you hadn't had a chance to really get familiar with it, oh, here's childcare providers, here are cleaning facility or cleaning companies and just lists of these sorts of things to help new staff or and I think the phrase that contributor used was it would be nice to not have to ask for these things and out yourself by saying I need these it's just a posted list and anybody could use it so that was one suggestion that came about that's an interesting phrase 
outing yourself by needing support. We're all human and we all need support, but there is that sense as women, we can't, it's almost if I need support at home or if I need support with childcare or with cleaning, I'm not doing a good enough job in different spaces. And so that's a really interesting phrase that people still feel like they can't ask for the support that they need without it coming at a cost to them. Yeah. Yeah. Sad, but... I know when you think of... Not really surprising, but... Yeah. I think that was the thing is not... Some of the findings are not surprising, yet they're still impactful, right? When you see them staring you right in the face, yes, we're still facing these issues in 2023, or I guess at that time it was 2021, and what can we do to move it forward and make it better for everybody? I think that's a really good place to wrap up because it's pointing towards what you're going to do in the future with your future research. And I'll put any links to to this research that are out already. There is an article, right? So Yeah, there's an article published in Accounting Perspectives. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'll stick it in the notes underneath the show and then people can go and take a look if they want to read more. For any sure. Any other kind of final thoughts? Anything you'd like to add? Just... That is the hope that, you know, by actually documenting these supports that they're not forgotten. Mm -hmm. And even myself, right, we're two years in and you're looking at somebody's CV and your gaps and it's not the first thing that comes to mind of, oh, that might be why there's a gap or that's why something is missing. So the hope is that it is, it's recognized and then we can move forward, right, in terms of, again, from the perspective of accounting academia, we have more females than males going into the CPA profession at an introductory level. But when we compare at exit levels and we look at partnerships in accounting firms and positions of power in any institution or business, they're not equally represented. Trying to do work that that bridges that gap is certainly a goal. Well, you're doing great work. Thanks for sharing. Thank you.